knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found check battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Welcome to Colorado Hunting Hub. This podcast is designed to talk about everything hunting in Colorado. Whether you're a new hunter, old timer, or something else, Colorado Hunting Hub will have something for you. I'm your host, Clint Whitley, and let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to Colorado Hunting Hub, and I appreciate you tuning back in, or if this is your first time listening, uh, thanks for being here. Uh, We're getting a few more listeners out there, and I haven't even really done a big push yet of advertising, and that's going to be coming up, but just wanted to shout out to the Arizona guys. I've got a few guys from points west outdoors uh check out their youtube channel they're just doing been listening commenting so that's been nice uh also to to those michigan hunters kind of looks like colorado listeners finally uh took the lead on things arizona second and we were tied with second with michigan arizona and michigan listeners so that's kind of cool and appreciate that very much uh in this episode I'm focusing on just a few things I'm doing now for fall season prep. Not a formal preparation, but just a few things you can do while you're staying home. And uh, we'll end with a little hunting story. But uh, I've gotten a suggestion about doing maybe a second secondary draw episode. So we'll get one of those in and I'll see if somebody from CPW wants to come on and and give us some more insight on that because for all of us that's brand new and I couldn't tell you the the issues it's going to have or not going to have because we haven't experienced it but it would be nice to hear from someone from CPW to explain a little bit more than what's out there for the for us to research so uh, we'll do one of those and then again as always follow me on Instagram uh, Colorado Hunting Hub and then follow me on Facebook, same thing. Looking at doing a giveaway as a part of our hard launch, uh, which will, uh, and that was kind of my plan, get some episodes out here, and then we'll uh, do a big push, try to get some some more li- listeners. So what I would like to do is do some giveaways. And if you're listening and, and wouldn't mind shooting me a message on Instagram or emailing me at clint.a.whitley at gmail.com last name's w-h-i-t-l-e-y 
Uh, so send me an email, tell me or an Instagram message and tell me what I should be giving away. I've got some research to do and, and contacts with companies to be making. So uh, there's always the typical optics and coolers and, and those sorts of things. But uh, let me know what you're needing in your equipment room and we'll see if I can't get those going. But something in that anywhere from 200 to $500 range, we'll see if we can't get something cool to give away uh, as we kind of launch this podcast, get, get some more listeners. So uh, I decided I'm going to have a new release date. I know I said Sunday nights, uh, but weekends are not my recording time. So uh, I'm bully- I believe I'm going to start with a Wednesday, uh, Wednesday launch date for an episode. And I've been doing more than one a week anyway. So I will have one for sure on Wednesday pop up and we'll have it there Wednesday at midnight or 1am. So that's all ready to go. If you're listening to things on your way to work or, and then we'll throw in extra little ones today or extra ones throughout the week. Like today I'm recording episode six and seven. So uh, you'll, you'll hear another one here, but let's jump into some fall season prep. And what I'm doing right now, just as, as little side notes, I'm not really getting after it, uh, but I'm doing a few things because I can't stop thinking about hunting. Uh, that's, that's the normal for me. Uh, if my wife's trying to get my attention and I'm zoning out, uh, she keeps me all the time thinking about nothing but hunting. And there may be some truth to that, uh, but I try really hard to listen to my wife. So shooting. If you're out right now uh, in your home and you have this space, you should be doing a little shooting. There's a lot of guys setups you see online of guys that have some things in their garage set up, their basement, something where they can stop an arrow if they had to without putting a hole in the wall, or maybe just don't drip, uh, miss, or uh, uh, don't sky draw because that's that's dumb anyway. Nobody likes seeing that, especially at archery shops. So uh, avoid that. Uh, but get some shooting in, or if you're a rifle hunter or shotgun shooter, whatever you are, get out and do a little shooting right now. Um, my struggle is, uh, um, my kryptonite is my range finding. Uh, I feel like I have a good sense of understanding range and, and judging distance, but in the moment it's bad. I don't know. The, the, I can handle some buck fever, uh, but it's that range finding, I believe, is the toughest thing and picking a pin. Like I, I can pick a spot all day, but picking the right pin, and I think that's where most of my misses come in during my archery shooting is picking the wrong pin or focusing on a point, not even knowing what pin I'm looking at. Uh, so that can be a common mistake for me. And I need to just add that into my shooting process. So if you're shooting bags right now, that's great and get, and it's early in the season, uh, the practice season, start shooting bags. Uh, but you really should go pick yourself up a 3d. There's something totally different about shooting a 3d target than anything else. Or if you're a rifle hunter, pick up a, uh, instead of shooting a piece of paper, that's a square with a target, go pick up a lifelike animal or at least draw one out or something, but get something that is, doesn't have a mark that draws your eye right in. Cause I think that's one thing that, that can really mess you up 
because a, a little bag target has a point on it that uh, or circle and my eye gets sucked in on that and it really helps with uh, your muscle memory and doing things consistently but it doesn't really help as much with a hunting situation so try to mix that up with some 3ds here and there so i'll set up the 3ds i just don't like them getting sunbank sun baked uh heard a little hack the other day about throwing a coat of some finish on them to try and help some of that paint so they don't get uh the uv damage doesn't uv light doesn't damage them near as much so i might try that see see what that kind of does because i've got an old target right there outside now we call it a zombie deer uh it's part white tail part antelope and i glued some spike antler sheds on it uh just for the fun of it so that thing is so crispy and and chalky it's just it's done for and it's the sun just destroys them uh and i don't have covers for everything that i that i have set out so i try and throw them in the, the shed and then get them out here and there but they're heavy and big so uh try, see if we can't cover them up and with a, a coat of uv protectant so uh yeah anyway what i'm saying is, is shoot now work on your shooting process i got so stuck on that last year as uh, when I was doing some of those alpha bow hunting interviews, uh, when I got done with a race, it kind of just asked you some questions and every answer to the questions were shooting process, shooting process, shooting process. That's true for bow hunters, rifle hunters, whatever your, your weapon of choice is, uh, getting that shooting process down. And what I've noticed with my shooting process, and I actually have to hold my bow right now just to figure out what my shooting process is because I can't walk you through it as well uh, because I don't say it. Uh, if you listen to Ted Turner, he's got a, I believe that's his name. That sounds wrong for, for a sec. But anyway, uh, he's got a really good podcast out that kind of helps you walk through that. And that kind of changed the game for me uh, and understanding that shot setup and process and figure that out, what it is for you. And he does say, say it out loud. But one of my first things is my grip and my stance. I actually, I'll have a pretty open stance and take one step forward as I'm, as I'm getting to draw that bat, my bow back, pick up my bow hand, get ready to draw. And as soon as I draw, as I'm drawing, I'm looking at my bubble. I don't look at my pins or the target, but I look at my bubble and anchor. And as I'm anchoring, I'm getting that, that bubble level and my bow level, uh, getting the sight picture in correctly with my peep and the housing, making sure that's all set. And then what I'll do is settle in on a midway focus point between my pins and the target, uh, picking that pin, picking the spot, and then a nice easy release. Uh, you listen to John Dudley and the, um, oh, I'm missing his name all of a sudden, uh, Douglas is his last name. Just one Vegas. Uh, they talk about not doing the typical squeeze your shoulders and follow through. They do in a, in a sense, but Douglas was talking about in, a, in an interview I listened to that when you're, he, he has a, when you're ready to release your arrow, he has a method where he just knows and he's hovering over it. And when he's, at it 
for the at the point where he wants to release it at the longest that's when he just knows and he just knows to go off and he's trained himself to to set that off so i kind of feel like i have a similar approach where i've tried the very the tensioning of the back and i know that's been over it's been said over and over again how that is a proper shooting technique but i think there is a method of not punching the trigger but squeezing the trigger just like you would a rifle uh, that that does have some good accuracy with it. And I know guys can get good at punching the trigger, uh, but I think a squeeze has kind of been some of the better approach for me uh, with a deep hook and getting that that uh, trigger right on my right on my second pad of my hand because I am a, a wrist strap shooter, um, and I just haven't ever gone to something different. Uh, Next thing on your fall season prep, lose some pounds if you need to lose some pounds. I'm six seven and weigh two hundred pounds. I I haven't been able to gain weight, lose weight since or ever. Uh, and if that's something you need to do, do it. I can tell you, I'm not in the best shape of my life. Did a little hiking this last weekend and noticed I I could definitely get legged up a little bit better. So that's on my list, especially a shed hunting season starts here. I don't want to be the guy that, uh, can't keep up, but, uh, I've kind of got the mental stubbornness to, to get through. Uh, I was a college wrestler and that's one thing that, that I learned was a little bit of mental toughness and that's gotten me through a lot of things. It's okay to suffer. And some of your best memories are being in misery. So I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, and even if I'm not in shape, I've been able to, to get through some grueling hunts just because I have that go, go, go kind of attitude. I wish that carried over to doing some workouts because I can't get myself to do them. Other things you should be doing this time of year, especially now is some gear organization kind of looks like everybody's cleaning out every closet right now. And there's a mega form of spring cleaning going on or is in our house. And I've seen it on Facebook marketplace, people selling all everything. Uh, or they need a few bucks. I don't know, but there's uh, this is some great time if you have to stay at home or work from home when, or when you can't work from home because your kid's hanging on your arm. Go to a storage or one of your closets and start cleaning it up. Uh, we've got four bedrooms in our house. One's a guest bedroom, one's a master, one's kids' room, and the other one's my office where I keep all my gear. It's another bedroom. But we're eventually going to have another kid and I'm going to get kicked out of that. So I got to kind of get my hunting stuff to a spot where I can uh, have it more long term. So we're kind of looking at the freezer room where I got my deep freezes uh, and looking at boxing that stuff up. So I've boxed things up by category. Uh, And how I did it was one box is my backpack hunting stuff. So deer, elk or antelope, it doesn't matter. I uh, got some more of those things that are meant for backpacking. I got one box that's labeled shelter, one that is scouting. So that has my maps and my cameras in it, batteries and that sort of thing. And then there's the one with that extra hunting crap that you just collect or somebody gives you something and it's just, you got this extra stuff uh, like a bow slicker, like one of those uh, little bow carrying things. I don't, I don't use it very often. I usually just have a bow in hand, but 
there's times when you definitely want to have a piece of equipment like that, but you don't use it very often. So I got those four main boxes and then my other boxes of random crap, like uh, a whole thing of brass or whatever it is that I don't use very often, the float tubes and get those things in an area that's out of the way so that you're not, I, I was always having to pull everything out. It's all over that room. It was a pain. So now I got it in nice boxes. I can open up, get what I need uh, and get ready for a hunt. Other organization is getting some of those clothes sewn up. You got holes in your knees from the previous year. Get uh, get those things sewn up, or have your wife sew them up, like mine will. Uh, and uh, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three month plan. I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Just some of that season prep, having that done so you're not scrambling at the in August or September. Uh, one thing that I focused on now is buy your new stuff now. If you're not getting not having some economic hardship due to coronavirus, then pick up some of your new stuff now. Uh, I just picked up a new bow sight and I'm super pumped about it. Haven't even shot it, just installed it today and I've got some things to do on it, but uh, I'll walk you through my bow setup. I shoot a Hoyt double XL because I have a 32 inch draw length. I need something pretty big. I shoot a uh, QAD HDX release. Um, I've seen some things about limb driven releases that uh, have contact with an arrow a little bit longer that kind of have me intrigued, but uh, I just, I can't get rid of a good release to get another one. I just become accustomed to these QAD releases that so much that I really like them. And then the new piece of equipment on here is a HHA sports uh, Tetra four max. It's brand new this year. And one of the struggles I'm finding is that there is, no videos out there other than a typical little review with the features. I needed some installation help. Got left with one little screw and a little washer thing that I don't really noticed before. Uh, But we'll, uh, we'll give you a review on that another day because I don't, I don't know anything about it right now other than uh, has some third axis adjustments and um, a variety of neat things. Uh, I got the tournament edition, so I've got the dovetail, bar on that that can scoop back get it bring it closer and then they sent me a few extra wheels so i can uh as i adjust that i throw on a different wheel so i uh, might have a little bit more of a target shooting one versus having that that sights all the way out versus my hunting rig will have that a little closer uh, and then i shoot a bee stinger stabilizer a front and side stabilizer i really like that for Stabilizing the, stabilizing my 
bouncing out with the the quiver. One thing I have not spent much money on is a quiver. Got a little G5 quiver here, uh, and my arrows are a Victory Vap Elites, the 300s, and I was shooting the TKOs. They're a little tougher, a little bit more durable, but uh, these ones were a little lighter. And I have a the new insert on them, the 75 grain insert. Uh, which is a little bit sturdier than their previous insert that they had. And my turkey broadheads, which I have on there right now. I'm just shooting the G5s. Montex uh, just recently switched to some Rage tripans for uh, hunting big game. But for turkey, I got a bunch of these G5s that I'm trying to work through and use still. They're still a great broadhead. Uh, but just try- been trying some new things lately. So... Make your purchases now because otherwise you'll be ordering and waiting for it and uh, you'll not really know it, know how to use it as well. Other things that I'm doing while I'm shooting and I need to I need to get in a better routine. I was much better last year, much better the year before, but is, is having a regular shooting routine. Uh, and right now I just, I haven't been challenging myself. So uh, hopefully you can learn from this where just getting out and shooting is gets a little monotonous sometimes. It is therapeutic and wonderful. I love doing it, but you got to mix it up. Maybe have some games that you do against yourself. You, if you're like me, you just shoot by yourself. Uh, but doing the same thing over and over again sometimes isn't as fun. So uh, have some games. Record. I always record on a piece of paper or my phone. Uh, just some of the results. So I'll do maybe like a percent of success for six arrows. So I'll shoot six and I'll pick out a little clay size ring and the number of of arrows that were in that uh, I count. So I was five out of six or three out of six, Uh, or I'll develop if I had 10 of them, 10 arrows sometimes I'll shoot and then I'll have an easy percentage go as 50% in the ring, 80% in the ring, whatever. Uh, Or I'll do high scores. If I bust out the three D's, get a high score, my high score at 10 yards, high score at 20, all the way out to 80, what my high scores are. That can be kind of fun. I should get doing that again. But I would suggest I've messed around with using my notes on my phone. I get a, get a notebook. That's what I'm going to do and do that a little differently. Another thing I would do and I'm going to do is, uh, I already have my arrows all, um, numbered, but you should, um, make notes on them. It's not every arrow is equal. So get them marked and make notes. Uh, if you notice one is always low left, make that note. So mix it up when you're shooting, have some uh, games and things. Now, other things you should do this fall or before the fall is get some warranty items taken care of. If you got a item that took a crap on it, it seems like a lot of items have some really great warranties. And that's one thing I, I look at, uh, with optics and even this new HHA, uh, site has a lifetime warranty on it. Uh, also fix your stuff besides your clothing. One thing I'm doing is uh, four-wheeler. Four-wheeler is all maintenance up, ready to roll. Uh, but my box straps on the back need some maintenance. So I uh, got those parts on order. 
uh, trying to get those things taken care of. So moving on to uh, kind of a hot topic. Uh, I've, I've noticed online on Facebook, reading some comments, uh, shed hunting in Colorado. Uh, I don't even want to I'll lose, I'll lose listeners just talking about this, but, um, that's something you really should be doing uh, or could be doing. If, it, if it's not your thing, then don't do it. There's plenty of guys out there. Uh, but this really helps me find some new spots and really check over some ground in a casual way. Uh, went out and did a little hike this weekend when we were camping and we were camping in one of my bobcat trapping spots, found a new cat toilet that all set. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then also found this big den looking thing that was, you know, when you find big holes in the rocks, it just kind of gets a little spooky and think a lion's going to come out and rip your face off. It was that kind of hole. Uh, pretty neat. So, uh, encourage you to get out and do a little shed hunting when the season opens, or if you're from a state where there is no season, then, uh, get out and do it. But man, the comments online are, are, uh, quite blatant. Um, there's, there's no regard for what's what's allowed or within the law or not. I know there's a lot of people joking about it, but I'm curious as to who's serious about that. And I, and I've heard and know of, of guys that they're out shed hunting anyway. Um, and it's a bummer. I know it's a new law and that, and that's the case with any new law. Uh, and if you're not familiar, Colorado has a shed hunting law west of I-25 is closed to shed hunting. Uh, I don't know when it starts. I can't remember, but it doesn't open until, May 1st and East I-25 is a different story. Private land is another story. Uh, and it's, uh, the whole focus is to keep the pressure off of wintering wildlife. And there's arguments for that against that, whatever it's, I'm not going to get into a right or wrong with this situation. Uh, but it's a hot topic. There's a lot of people that are really upset about it. I'm not pleased with it either, um, but it is now the law and I'm going to abide by the law because I don't want a ticket. Uh, that's the way that that kind of works. Um, it's, and if that needs to be reversed, if you would like it to be reversed, maybe don't make comments on Facebook, maybe send a, a email or a letter to one of the commissioners to say that this is not a solution. Uh, one of the bummers is, for me is that March and April, such good weather in the Western slope here, where that was just a wonderful time to get out the, the winter cabin fever feeling and get out and do a little hiking. And the weather is so nice and, and everything's starting to green up. It's just a wonderful time to get out hiking. Uh, and there's no hunting seasons going on in between that February and, and before turkey season. So that's always a wonderful thing to do, but now I'm not allowed to do that unless I'm on private. Uh, but it's against the law to on public land. So I'm not going to. Uh, and I realize that there is a massive amount of other recreators on the land right now, but it's not, I didn't write that rule and I can't get rid of that rule. Uh, maybe, a, maybe a group of us could, who knows? Uh, but I'm not going to start that. I don't like to have better ways to spend my time. So that's something that, that, uh, uh, is pretty hot right now. And 
you can see a lot of people are out poaching and if you get mad at me for saying that sorry but that's what it is when you break a hunting law like that it's kind of like poaching so if you're out poaching antlers stop it there's a there's a lot of us that are waiting and who are not scouting them out during turkey season yeah if i were out turkey hunting i may run into one sure i'll try and come back and get it another day but that's not my intent while i'm out there and if you read the statutes on it, uh, it's actually uh, ticket worthy for a uh, warden to watch you, watch you go back and forth and grid a system look at, or a hillside looking for sheds and write you a ticket, even though you're not even finding any. Uh, there's some, there's ways uh, that they're going to, they're going to find you and, and write some tickets and they have been writing tickets. I've heard of a lot of officers patrolling and looking for shed hunters that shouldn't be out shed hunting yet. Uh, kind of crazy, but that's, that's what world we're in. That brings me to an, another point, uh, is the topic of loving it to death. And we talk about these other recreators that are out there and they're recreating on this land like they can, because it's public land and we're public land owners and we should be, um, but a very hot topic in the recreation and CPW world is loving it to death. Uh, even the motto or slogan, whatever CPW uses is live life outside. And yes, they want to encourage more people to get outside, but I go to this conference called partners in the outdoors conference every year. And one of the big questions I was really excited about having with some, some other folks in the outdoor industry is, how do we encourage participation in the outdoors, but yet not, have, where's the, where's the pound? Not love something to death. Uh, and, and that phrase has come from recreating like crazy. A new bike trail does not necessarily mean is not necessarily a good thing. So as an outdoor educator, I'm caught in the middle thinking about this. And my fo- focus is the three R's recruitment, retention, reactivation, not just the hunting and fishing, but of all outdoor activities. Uh, I'm encouraging people to get out and I'm starting a podcast. that's all about encouraging people to get out. So what's the balance there? Am I adding to the problem? Am I adding, uh, what's the, is that problem worth? Is it okay to have that problem when, um, it's making people's lives better? I would argue very much so that being in the outdoors has done wonderful things for me and my way of life and my understanding of the natural world and, and, uh, for my health. So there's a fine balance there and I don't know how, how to approach that. And too bad that conference got canceled. Cause I was going to ask that question to a lot of people. What's the balance there between loving it to death and recruiting more people to, to recreate or hunt or fish. So there's something to think about. And if you got comments on that, questions or, or another viewpoint, send it to me. I'd love to hear it. Uh, speaking of shed hunting and loving it to death, I'm pumped for opener. I got my in-laws coming in town and my wife is sending me out the door for a couple of days. So I've got Friday, Saturday, got to come home Sunday. So three days, I better get my legs in shape because we're headed to a trophy unit uh, and, uh, gonna go hiking like crazy, set up the camper, 
stay in the area and, and find a bunch of shit. So I'm super excited about that. The other things we did this weekend, last weekend, were, uh, I did a little turkey hunting. I know I said it in the first episode or whatever it was that I'm not that into turkey hunting. And I always say that, but then when turkey season's here, hunting's hunting and I really enjoy it. I can't help it. I have to get out. I go buy a tag, even though I say I won't. Uh, but I guess my, my wife got me into this a little bit more. She, she got her first tag, first hunting tag period. And, uh, we, uh, we, went out and tried to do a little, little hunting, um, sat in a ground blind with a two-year-old that did not work well. He's playing with his cars and, and doesn't understand, shh, be quiet. So, uh, but a sucker is a wonderful thing and playing a little toy story on a phone is, is definitely a good distractor, uh, cause he's just too young to understand, but it was good to get out. And we have my wife within 30 yards on a little spot and stocks, some turkeys, Uh, but she's doing it with a bow and just, I could see the discomfort and I don't, my goal is not for her to actually shoot something. My goal is for her to see something cool that makes her want to do it again. Uh, to see something that makes her understand what I go out and do every day or not every day, I wish, or what I go out and do many weekends out of the year during the week. So that's my goal is that she sees and learns something more about me that I can't share with her at home. Uh, but that was a, that was a great weekend and we didn't do a lot of hunting and we didn't do good hunting during the right times of the day. Uh, but it worked out and it was a good time. So what you need to do is get out and do something, uh, for, to better your, your hunting, uh, set up for this fall go do your research, whatever it is, but, uh, we'll end it here for today. And I appreciate you listening and, uh, we'll get some more good stuff in the future. Thanks for listening.